there and welcome to another episode of the Hockey Locker Podcast. I'm your host, The Flash. This is episode five, where we're going to go in-depth on high-intensity interval training and why it's something that you should consider adding to your training plan as you prepare for your hockey season. Uh, interact with me on Twitter. Uh, the account is at hockey underscore locker. Please follow that account. Uh, or email me at hockeylockerpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. So before we get into um, the big topic I want to go through this uh, on this episode, um, there's lots of hockey gear in uh, in the news to discuss. Uh, We've had a few big launches since the last episode was posted uh, and uh, a few items showing up in the news uh, that I want to go over. So first I want to talk about the big launch um, for CCM. Uh, CCM launched its its tax line, uh, bringing back the tax brand, um, not just skates this time, uh, but uh, also sticks. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to know uh, how you guys think uh, the launch went. Um, it's certainly a very visible launch. Uh, you get the sense that this is a a really big um, event for CCM. Uh, uh, they're putting a lot of investment into uh, it. Looks like the marketing um, and uh, and just the launch itself. I mean, my local hockey store uh, was pretty much covered head to toe <laughs> in uh, in uh, uh, tax banners, and all the guys were wearing. Um, shirts, you know, polo shirts and everything with the logos. Uh, they've made a big push on social media. Uh, you know, so as far as hockey equipment companies uh, uh, marketing goes, this is a, was a pretty big push uh, on CCM's part. Um, and they've got some exciting products. I mean, uh, the, I've talked about in the past about the skates, and of course you can go online and read about all of the specs, um, but uh, they're really trying to put out a top quality product and sort of reclaim uh, their position uh, uh, that they once had in their glory days as a, as a top-end skate. Not that they ever stopped being a top-end skate, but um, I guess uh, in terms of the marketing at least. One interesting thing I noticed uh, looking at their materials uh, and uh, the information online, something that didn't catch my eye before is um, I noticed they have a 30-day guarantee on the skates. That's not something that I've seen before. I mean, somebody can tell me if if that's something another company has done um, in the past. But basically, they're saying, uh, you know, if you look on the website that, uh, you know, I guess try them for 30 days. If you're not satisfied uh, in 30 days, uh, return them. Um, that's kind of a kind of an interesting new um, approach. Um I guess we'll see how that works out for them. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I wonder if that made anybody's uh, helped anybody make their decision about whether to pick up a pair. Um, the stick is something we've we haven't talked about. Um, I still haven't had a chance to use it, um, but uh, I'd like to like to try it out. I've been impressed with the stick offerings from CCM. I never used CCM sticks until the uh, RBZ 
um, and I decided to give the RBZ a try, uh, and I really um, enjoyed the uh, what I guess is their the shaft geometry, the sort of constant flex profile uh, that they I, I think that's what they call it, constant flex uh, profile. Um, but I really seem to get some benefit out of that. Only reason I'm not using an RBZ now is they uh, have a pretty limited set of curves, um, even their clones. Uh, like I think the, for example, the Nugent Hopkins curve is supposed to be the closest one to the Sackick, um, you know, E3 Easton curve. And it's not even really an exact clone. Um, but they don't have a good approximation for, I use, you know, a, a PM9, uh, type curve, a Madonna curve, uh, in, in my Reebok AI9 stick. Um, it's the, uh, Duchesne. Uh, so anyway, they don't have it, uh, on the, on any of the CCM sticks as far as I know. So I just kind of haven't been back to put that in a while. So anyway, um, the, in terms of this, the tax stick, um, looks pretty cool. Um, they sort of the big claim on this one, uh, has to do with the blade and the theory seems uh, sound enough that, you know, as these sticks kick harder and harder, um, you need the blade to be uh, stiffer um, and not um, deflect or twist, I guess, um, under all that force. Uh, and so they talk about, they use this attack frame terminology, which is also something they use in the skate. So they're trying to sort of have a consistent vocabulary uh, between these products. But they talk about an attack frame in the blade with these like stabilizing rims, ribs, excuse me, going through the... Uh, through the blade um, to keep it from twisting. So I don't know uh, if somebody's tried it. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, certainly looks like an interesting, uh, interesting stick. And and uh, if I'm wrong and they make it in my curve, um, I'd uh, I definitely consider picking it up and giving it a shot. Uh, so that's a big launch. Uh, also, and I think I posted. Um, a picture of this. I did post a picture of this on Twitter, uh, just because personally I'm kind of excited. I'm a big fan of Bauer's um, Supreme line of gloves. Uh, my typical gamer gloves uh, have been the uh, um, uh, NXGs for a while. So uh, I saw a picture pop up. Uh, looked like from a from a photo shoot uh, of the what looks to be the MX3. Uh, gloves, the next set of Supreme gloves. And they look, they look really cool. I really like personally what I'm seeing, uh, in the Supreme gloves in terms of moving away from the, um, like, like with the one nineties, um, you know, if you guys remember the, of course the one nineties, I'm sure everybody does that they, they had like this like RoboCop style look with these like plastic pieces. And it was, it's a little strange. And then Every model subsequent to that, they got a little bit more normal looking, like a little closer to like the vapor look, but maintaining that fit, you know, so the total ones looked a little bit more normal, still a little odd, you know, blocky and kind of angular. Um, I feel like the NXGs are getting a lot closer to, you know, more, you know, if you see the NXGs in, in straight black, they look pretty normal. I mean, they don't, you know, they don't look like uh, anything bizarre. I mean, they're not four rolls, but you know, they're, they look like, you know, ordinary tapered glove. Um, and so anyway, I, I think these MX3s look kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, better, better images, um, and, uh, and, uh, seeing what the retail offering is. Um, also on gloves, another, uh, sighting, I guess lately, I, I think they posted it on their Twitter, but the, um, 
do you call it st i don't even know i'm not into lacrosse so i have no idea is it sticks stx that company i guess it's sticks anyway they are um, trying to break into uh, the hockey market uh they have um come out with a stick their stallion stick or line of sticks and now they've got uh they posted a picture of their stallion 500 gloves um that i have to admit actually look pretty cool um they don't have that much of that lacrosse look um they certainly have like a a, a pretty solid hockey look um kind of they they kind of look like the apex twos actually um pretty close uh i think they're coming out this fall um certainly will be interesting to see you know the quality of the product that they come out with um and uh and uh, we'll see how much um they're able to make their way into the uh, into the hockey market it's always good more competition is good uh it makes the the current players work harder uh and it gives us more options out there so should be interesting to see what happens um so, oh, one last um, piece, I guess you'd call it news. It's like if one picture is news, um, I saw a picture posted somewhere. I think it was Hockey World blog, and I'll, I'll post a link on Twitter to it. But a uh, picture surfaced of what appears to be Bauer's new vapor stick, um, which I think is uh, going to be called the 1X. The highest level one is 1X. Um, so that's kind of cool to see the first, uh, little glimmer of the next line of vapor, uh, products starting with the stick. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be seeing more and more, uh, uh, on the gloves and the skates and things like that, uh, as time goes on here. So that's kind of interesting. Anyway, um, if you've seen more, uh, or anything else in the news that you think is worth uh, checking out and talking about, uh, interact with me on Twitter, uh, follow the account at hockey underscore locker. Um, and you can message me there or you can email me at hockey locker podcast, all one word at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the main topic, uh, for this episode. Last episode, episode four, uh, I focused pretty heavily on a couple of, um, gear topics. Um, I, I, probably went more in depth than people necessarily wanted. Uh, but I didn't really have a segment on, on, uh, training, uh, and fitness. And so I wanted to, to make that the focus of this, uh, this episode. And I want to talk about a subject that I've brought up a, a couple of times in the past. Um, and then I think it's a really important, um, topic for hockey players. And that is the role of high intensity interval training. Uh, in your hockey fitness uh, regimen, um, high intensity interval training (HIIT) or HIT, um, I'll refer to it in in, in all of those different ways. Um, you can of course uh, Google it uh, and learn about it. I encourage you to do that. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit now uh, about uh, why I think uh, it's something that is an important is important for hockey players to consider uh, adding to their routine. Um, HIT training uh, is really for uh, any adult uh, or young player that is looking to uh, increase um, their general strength and fitness, but more importantly, want to mac maximize the effectiveness of that training for hockey or uh, any other you know specific sport uh, that uh, calls on uh, the player to make explosive movements um, uh, the way hockey does. Um, so first, I want to talk about, I guess, the role of cardio uh, briefly, the role of cardio in general uh, in fitness. Um, and, you know, I guess 
in weight loss also they, these kind of you know run together not everybody that's training uh not every hockey player is le- looking to lose weight but everybody's looking to 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 stay fit and, and increase their effectiveness so anyway look cardio um has uh and when i say cardio i'm talking about classic cardio steady state cardio you know running at a steady pace or elliptical for a steady pace i mean there are absolutely undeniable health benefits to cardio really in any form um you know bottom line runners are healthier than non-runners period all you have to do is look at somebody that's a runner versus somebody that's that's not a runner somebody that that does cardio that or that doesn't regardless of the format in which they're they're getting in their cardio um and uh, you know, if weight loss is your goal, if getting fit, meaning, you know, burning fat, uh, uh, you know, losing weight, the, the science is simple. Uh, it's really calories in versus calories out. The amount of food you eat, the amount of energy, calories in a, is a unit of energy, the amount of energy you take in through food versus the amount of a- energy you expend during the course of a day. Um, if you expend more than you bring in, you you lose weight, uh, you know you burn fat, whatever as a general proposition. So steady state cardio burns calories. Um, so the addition of cardio into your routine into your day increases the deficit between how much uh, energy you're burning and how much you're taking in. Bottom line, this is it's just science. Um, so that said, with all of that said. I think that as hockey players trying to maximize our training, you have to question whether uh, the the mode uh, of your, your cardio work or the mode of your workouts, the mode of your exercise routine is the most efficient use of your time and whether you're maximizing your benefits. So here's what I mean by that. Look at what you're actually doing, okay? Uh, steady state running or elliptical training is simply not the same thing as skating. Um, I mean, it's it's not on a basic level. It's mechanically different. Uh, running is not the same as skating. Elliptical movement is not skating. Mechanically, you're doing different movements, right? So obviously, you're not. You know, if you could design a treadmill where you can. I mean, maybe these exist. I don't know. I guess maybe I've seen one on TV now that I think about it. You know, uh, like these super special treadmills that you can skate on, uh, have an artificial ice surface. Okay, so set those aside. We're talking about regular old, you know, running elliptical, that sort of thing. Not not the same mechanically. Okay. But more importantly, uh, steady state cardio does not put the same demands on your body that hockey does. Okay. We want the workload when we're training. We want the workload to look as close to the final outcome, the goal as possible, okay? So what does hockey look like? Um, this is like a, kind of a no-brainer, but you know we're, we're analyzing how to approach this. So hockey is uh, a shift of you know one minute or less. I mean, or if, you're <laughs> or if you're in my league, anywhere from one minute to two and a half minutes, um, if you're being discourteous to your teammates uh, and just want to hog ice time. But in general, we're talking about one minute shifts or less, uh, followed by, you know, two or three or four minutes um, of rest, um, you know, depending on how, how deep your bench is. Uh, and, you know, if you want, you know, if you want to know that for sure, if you want to know what your, your, um, the demands are on your body, uh, during a hockey game, I don't know, videotape yourself, um, and videotape one of your games, uh, and count 
how much time you spend on the ice than how much time you resting and, and maybe try to average it out or, or have your, you know, a fan, you know, or, uh, you know, your, your mother, father, wife, husband, uh, you know, somebody that's there, cl- you know, clock you, give them a stopwatch, you know, ask them to clock you at least for a period. And you can extrapolate from there, uh, and, and figure out what it is on average. Uh, but I think it's going to be right, you know, right around that range. So, um, so what does that tell us? That tells us that, um, if you compare what we're actually doing, uh, in terms of the work we're trying to accomplish in the course of a game versus, uh, the type of training, the, the demands that are put on our body doing steady state cardio, you know, doing, you know, 30 minutes of running or an hour of running, uh, or elliptical or, or something like that. Um, they don't match up, uh, y- running, you know, for an hour running for a half an hour is not training your cardiovascular system to manage the workload um, that's required for going all out for a minute and then sitting uh, by necessity. Um, you know, even if you wanted to try to keep yourself going during the course of a game, what could you possibly do? You're going to do jumping jacks on the bench. Uh, you know, I mean, that <laughs> probably wouldn't work anyway. Um, but uh, it's just simply not. Uh, an option. So you're sort of forced in this situation where you're going all out for a minute, then you're resting for a few minutes and, 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 and vice versa. So we want there to be a meeting, uh, uh, between the, the training that you're doing and, uh, the improvements that you want to make or the, the ultimate performance that you want to improve. Um, and this is where, um, high intensity interval training comes in. This is where a hit comes in. So, let me, maybe I should have started with this, but let me define what I mean by high intensity, uh, interval training, high intensity interval training, uh, is, um, uh, what I just said before, uh, periods of all out intensity followed by, uh, periods of rest, um, periodic repeating of that pattern. Um, you know, so it, it doesn't really matter the modality, um, that's not what this is. Like I said, you're, you, you're not going to be able to approximate the, um, the mechanical action of skating, uh, on land, you know, in your training, you, I mean, you can, you can go out on the ice and you can do that, or you can try it on rollerblades or whatever. That doesn't really matter. That's not what is important here. What's important here is the demands on your cardiovascular system. So it can be sprinting, it can be cardio, it can be on the bike, you know, it can be any of those things, but it, it as long as it is, uh, a a period of intense work, you know, sprinting for a minute followed by two minutes or three minutes or four minutes of rest or, you know, or one minute sprint, one minute rest, you know, it depends on where you are. And we'll talk about how to progress um, there in a moment. But if you research HIT training, you're going to see there are tons of just independent benefits to, to HIT. And I'm not, I'm talking about not even involving hockey. Um, uh, I mean, you start with a practical advantage. Um, uh, you, you, you can work out for shorter periods of time, have shorter workouts and burn more calories total. I'm going to link an article. There's a website that I love and this is the first time I'm mentioning it, um, on the podcast, but, um, I really hope everybody checks it out because I think it's a great website. Um, if you're interested in strength training, um, and, uh, you know, or weight loss, you know, if that's where you are in your training, um, muscleforlife.com, uh, and I'll put a, put a link there, um, is run by a guy named Mike Matthews. Um, and he has written books, uh, and, um, 
Uh, he writes a ton of articles and he has a podcast also. Uh, and I think everything he's put out is great. I've read all the articles on the website. Um, I've uh, read the book. Um, his big main book is called uh, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. Um, bigger, yeah, bigger, leaner, stronger. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a guide to, um, uh, how to sort of start for a beginning weightlifter, um, and maximize your gains. Uh, and, uh, and you're, you know, you're, uh, sort of getting into that whole, uh, that whole field. So I think he's great. He has a, 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 a great, um, article on high intensity interval training. And that's, that's the one that I'll link. Um, so you can read that, but bottom line is there are a ton of studies, um, that have shown that high intensity cardio sessions versus, versus steady state. So shorter high intensity cardio sessions will result in, um, greater fat loss over time than low intensity, uh, sessions. The main article that he discusses or the main study that he discusses is one that comes out of the university of Western Ontario, um, and basically what they did is they had, um, a group of, uh, men and women train three times a week. Uh, and, uh, one of the group uh, groups were doing uh, four to six 30 second treadmill sprints with four to six minutes of rest in between. So four to six periods of 30 seconds of sprinting and then resting four to six minutes. And then the other group was just doing your, your, your basic, um, classical 30 to 60 minutes of steady state cardio, just running, um, uh, you know, running on the treadmill bottom line with the results were after six weeks, the subjects in the group doing interval training lost more fat. So that means that doing four to six 30 second sprints burn more fat than 60 minutes of, um, treadmill walking. So that's kind of, big. Um, you know, when you're talking about the efficiency of your workouts, um, uh, you know, that can really make a big difference. Um, now again, I'll, I'll, you know, I won't bore you with all of the, the, the data on this, but you know, uh, bottom line is when you look at, uh, what, um, the, the, uh, demands that, um, hit training puts on your body, um, you, you sort of maximize the health benefits across the board. Um, you know, one of the big ones is, you actually bur- you actually burn more calories with what they call they call it like kind of an afterburn effect, um, and uh, you know it's it, it basically means like uh, hit training tends to it's been observed you know in these studies to increase the body's metabolic rate uh, for a period of time um, after the workout. So it's it's uh, what it basically makes you do is it makes you burn more calories just by by, by being in a resting state following a high intensity session than you would be following a steady state session. So, um, you know, that's important. Um, another big benefit of, of it is, um, and again, you know, Mike Matthews site talks a lot about this is, um, minimizing, uh, muscle loss due to overtraining. Um, you know, I think that all you have to do is look at the difference in, uh, you know, if you Google uh, marathon runner, and then you Google sprinter, um, you know, take a look at the body types, the differences in the body types between those two, you know, marathon runners tend to look, um, uh, I mean, I don't want to use the word emaciated, but I don't know, to me, they kind of do look emaciated. They, you know, they, they look like they're obviously they look thin, they look fit, but like they look fit in a way where they just don't appear to have a lot of muscle on them. 
Um, uh, you look like you could blow them over (laughs) with a strong breeze, you know, but then when you look at sprinter bodies, um, you know, that the foundation is, uh, you know, rather than being an endurance as it is with marathon, the foundation is really in strength. Um, you know, they have that much more athletic build, much, much more conducive to, you know, getting back to the main point of this discussion, you know, much more conducive to hockey. Uh, so anyway, uh, how do you incorporate high intensity training, uh, into your routine? If it's something you want to do, let me put a disclaimer here. Um, now another thing I probably should have said off the bat, you know, bottom line is you, you really need to consult with uh, a doctor before you attempt anything. You know I mean? If you're, if you're anywhere in a borderline situation where, you know, it might not be unhealthy for you to do really intense, um, training, you know, you've got to consult a doctor, um, before you attempt something like this. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, you know, adults, um, that have, uh, that are just getting into hockey or have had a long time off of hockey, uh, and haven't done a lot in the fitness realm, you know, absolutely. You've got to involve your doctor, um, to make sure what you're doing is safe. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, and, uh, not that it, it, you know, it needs to be said, but, um, it's definitely good advice. Anyway, I mentioned before, high intensity interval training can be accomplished with any number of modes. Okay. Biking, you know, stationary bike, uh, inclined bike. Um, you can do elliptical, you can run, uh, you know, doing sprints, you can jump rope. Um, and of course you can do it, you know, do it on skates. Um, the key to incorporating, uh, interval training is you're going to get gains when you push the envelope. This doesn't, this isn't an excuse to say, well, okay, normally I would, I would run at six miles an hour on the treadmill for 30 minutes. So instead of doing that, I'm going to run at six miles an hour for one minute. And then I'm going to walk for three miles an hour at three miles an hour for two minutes. And then like, like that's not that (laughs) that's not pushing your envelope, you know, from, I'll just give you an example for me. Okay. If I were going to run steady state for half an hour to an hour, I would put the treadmill somewhere between probably seven and a half to eight miles an hour. Okay. That's just where I am with, with running. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, and and so that, that would be my normal speed. Um, that would be a push that would be working out. You know, if I was going for a comfortable jog, it would probably would be closer to the six to seven mile an hour range. If I'm on the treadmill to do hit training, um, I'm running at, at least nine and a half miles an hour. Hopefully, you know, I'm feeling good that day. 10, 10 and a half would be better. Um, maybe up to 11, you know, for that one minute period. And then I'm dropping it back down and, and then I'm jogging, you know, at six, uh, or I'm walking at four. Um, you know, so I've seen some people, you know, that will sprint and then stop, um, you know, uh, and uh, entirely, I don't know if I think stopping is, is, you know, complete rest is, is the way to go. Um, but, uh, you know, that's up to you. You kind of have to feel out, uh, what, what you want to do. Um, but the bottom line is what, what, the point I'm trying to make is you, you have to push yourself. You ha- if you're going to do intervals, yes, you get the benefit of, you can do a few intervals in a shorter period of time and you can get better benefits, but you're only going to get those if you're pushing yourself hard during those inter intervals. Okay. If you're on the ice and you're going to do suicides, that's your, that's going to be your interval training. Great. You have to skate your butt off, uh, during those suicides. You cannot just be gliding. Um, the, you know, you're cheating yourself, uh, out of the gains there. Um, so that's kind of a key thing. Another key thing is, uh, definitely do not overtrain with hit. I, you know, I don't think 
you know, you can read more about it on that, that website, muscleforlife.com, but, you know, going by, uh, what's the, the science that's posted up there, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody needs to do this more than three times a week, maximum. Um, you, you, you have diminishing returns after that, uh, and you have potential to, uh, mess yourself up if you're an athlete, you know, if you're a hockey player, you have a potential to overtrain, um, and to hurt yourself in the long run. So you, you got to watch that, you know, uh, y- your progress, uh, in anything, but definitely in, in hit training should be slow, but steady. And what I mean is, you know, I wouldn't jump from, I w- if you start out, you know, and let's say your routine is, um, sprint for 30 seconds, rest for two minutes, you know, sprint for 30 seconds, rest for 60 seconds, rest for 120 seconds, you know, something like that. No way should you jump from doing that in your first workout and you go, Oh, hit is great. So I'm going to, I'm going to pump it up the very next workout. You're going to go, you know, sprint for two minutes, rest, you know, rest for two minutes or sprint for a minute, rest for 30 seconds. Like any kind of crazy flip like that, um, is no good. You want to continually progress with the workouts. Um, you know, you, you, if you can push it so that your sprints are longer, uh, and then your, your rest is shorter. I don't think it should ever be less than a one-to-one ratio. I think that's kind of the, the final step is if you get to where you're sprinting for a minute and then resting a minute and then sprinting a minute, resting a minute, fine. Do something to increase the workload during that minute. Don't increase the time or decrease the rest time. You know, so if you're on a bike, uh, increase the tension, uh, make it more tension during that minute, make yourself work harder for that minute. Uh, you know, something like that. Or if you're on the elliptical increase, increase the tension. Uh, if you're sprinting, uh, if you can do it outside and you can go from just sprints to maybe high knee sprints, uh, or you can add a weight vest. I've talked about weight vests in the past, something like that. Do that. Don't, don't go beyond that one-to-one ratio. Um, and then, you know, final, uh, final thought here is don't overdo it. Whether you're going to do steady state or high intensity interval or any of these things, you, you never want to focus too hard on one category. Um, certainly, you don't want to focus too hard on interval training at the expense of your strength training. I mean, you know, I've talked about it in the past, but you know, leg strength, especially and core strength for hockey players, are so important. Uh, so you need to incorporate it into your both of these these aspects into your routine in a way that. Um, you know, you're not neglecting uh, either one. You want a whole, a nice whole rounded approach to <laughs> to your fitness. So, anyway, um, that's all, those are my thoughts on on high intensity training. I I've been using it myself for uh, a while. Um, I absolutely um, uh, believe in the benefits of of this type of training. Um, I just you know just anecdotally, I can tell you that I feel better after a high intensity session. Um, you know, I feel pumped up. I feel excited about, uh, you know, uh, doing a good job, uh, versus, you know, I would go on long steady state sessions of an hour and just feel absolutely exhausted at the end. Um, like I totally beaten myself down. Uh, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons I prefer, I I would kind of dread the hour, you know, on the treadmill. Whereas now, you know, I know I'm going to get, I'm going to get more benefits out of a 25 minute session, of, uh, high intensity training. Um, and and so, you know, I look forward to it more. Uh, anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, on if you've tried this, this type of, uh, uh, training, uh, or if you like it, especially if you dislike it, I'd I'd really like to hear the counterpoints, um, you know, that, that people might have out there. You can reach me on Twitter. The account is at hockey underscore locker, or you can email me at hockey locker podcast, all one word at gmail.com. We'll be
All right, that does it for episode five of the Hockey Locker Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I tried to keep it a little more streamlined after a long, uh, long meandering episode in uh, in episode four. Um, so I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Please, uh, as always, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing uh, your suggestions or your requests for future topics. Um, get me on Twitter at hockey underscore locker. Or email me at hockey locker podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening and have a good one.